This is a special Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, September 17th, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. It's been 14 years in the making, but Hillary Care is back. Presidential candidate U.S. Senator Hillary Clinton is anxious to avoid having her plan labeled a bureaucratic big government solution. Michael Tanner, the Cato Institute's Director of Health and Welfare Studies, says seeing is believing. While I'd be less concerned about the perception than the reality, this is a big government bureaucratic solution to health care. Uh, this is a plan that would cost $110 billion in new taxes. It would mandate that every individual go out and purchase health insurance. It imposes a pay-or-play mandate on employers. It has a host of new insurance regulations. It allows the expansion of government programs from S-CHIP to Medicare. Uh, essentially, this is a government takeover of the health care system. Hillary Care is back. To hear your description, it seems actually somewhat similar to Romney Care. Well, actually, this is very similar to the plan that Governor Romney put forward in Massachusetts and signed into law, an individual mandate, uh, insurance regulations, that sort of thing. Uh, Governor Romney has since put out a national plan, which is quite different, which essentially would give money to the states and allow them to experiment. So he sort of has one foot in both camps. But the key to both Hillary Clinton's new plan the other Democratic plans, and Governor Romney's Massachusetts plan is all a concept known as managed competition, the idea that we will leave insurance to be privately owned, but we'll regulate it sort of like a public utility and let it exist in kind of an artificial marketplace. I'm guessing that the reason that Senator Clinton is pumping up the idea that there is still a role for health insurance companies is to sort of indemnify against claims that she's trying to destroy the insurance market. Well, it's simple to call her plan or other plans national health care or socialized medicine. And by leaving a role for private insurance, she's trying to inoculate herself against that charge. And in a sense, it's not a single-payer system. This is not Canada or Britain with its national health service. On the other hand, it is government-controlled health care. And government-controlled health care is going to lead to higher taxes, less patient choice, less quality of care, and probably lost jobs. This is not a good deal. The problems with Romney Care, in part, were that it left the government essentially to decide what qualified as coverage. Does this plan do the same thing? Uh, absolutely. As soon as you mandate that individuals have to buy health insurance, you have to define what health insurance meets that mandate. That means the government starts designing insurance policies with all the bells and whistles, all the requirements the special interests are going to want to see included. You may have a health insurance plan that doesn't include coverage for, I don't know, TMJ disorder. But if Hillary Clinton believes that that needs to be part of your insurance plan, you will have to buy it, even if it raises the cost. The American public rejected Hillary Care in 1993 overwhelmingly. Now we see it back. It's like one of the monsters in a grade B slasher flick. No matter how many times you think it's dead, it keeps rising up. Uh, we'll have to see whether the American public still is opposed to government-controlled, government-run health care. Michael Tanner is the Cato Institute's Director of Health and Welfare Studies and co-author of the book Healthy Competition. This has been a special Cato Daily Podcast. Read more on health policy on our website, cato.org.